Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 93. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda Silva. And today we have a really exciting guest. Um, He actually has nothing really to do with San Pedro. He wasn't born here, wasn't raised here, but he did grow up in LA and you probably know him from his Instagram videos and TikTok videos that have blown up and got a lot of attention here in Los Angeles. Um, You probably sent a few of his videos to your friends and family. That being said, he does have a few videos about San Pedro locations. Um, You probably already know who I'm talking about, but I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. We hope you enjoy this episode. My name is Evan Lovett. Um, I'm born and raised in LA. I love this city. Um, married. I have a nine-year-old son and three awesome dogs. And by the way, my wife and son are awesome also, but like the dogs. <laughs> but um, no, I have LA in a minute and I never really had any ambitions or aspirations for it except other than I was always told LA has no history and culture and the more you look into it, the more you're like this. All these stories need to be told everywhere, every block, every person, everything. Um, and LA in a minute has turned into something really cool. It's a passion of mine, and I would love to end up doing this until the end of time because it's fun. I think LA is an amazing city, and people love it and respond well to it, so it's a lot of fun. Yes. Well, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. We are super excited. We love your um, we love your videos. And Thank so you. we're Thank just you. so glad you DM'd us back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Thanks for reaching out. I was yeah. excited. Like, I... I Honestly, San Pedro, I'm, I'm excited about it. So. <laughs> this is great. All right, so where did you grow up in L.A.? And what's your background? What was your upbringing like? What was my upbringing like? Yeah. Okay, so I was born in Sepulveda, which is now known as North Hills. It's like the geographic center point of the valley, right? So if you drew a literal X in the valley, like that would be the center. Anyway, grew up there. And in retrospect, it was a really... I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I was an only child, so that may explain certain things about my personality. My parents treated me very well. They did. That's all true. I feel like I was – they had the values to not to make sure I was never, like, spoiled or, like, super bratty. But I am highly emotional and um, can be self-centered at times. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> but um, they would take me around L.A., and I mean, like all around LA, my dad was a boxing manager. So even, he was taking me down to 108th and Broadway as a kid. And then we'd go to El Tepeyac on the way back and get Manny's burrito because it's like a five pound burrito. So as a kid, I was literally exposed to like the, and my mom loved Venice Beach. We'd always go to like Venice Beach, like the boardwalk, Dodger game, Laker games at the forum. So I was literally like all around the city all the time. I learned to love it. They loved it. Um, but one thing that stands out, and I only know this in retrospect because I didn't recognize it when I was growing up, 
is the valley is so uh, diverse, right? And I always focus on this with LA, diversity, diversity, right? Um, and I'm Jewish, so that's like its own thing. I don't know, people ask me, is it race or is it white? I honestly don't know, I'm not religious. I was raised religious, my parents were hippies. So that was like, I was born and brought up with, I could cuss like when I was a kid, they were letting me like cuss at eight. And they were like, if you drink or smoke marijuana, just make sure you do it with us first. Like. So that was kind of like the environment I grew up in. But the diversity was important because sitting in my classrooms growing up, it's like black guy, Persian guy, Armenian guy, Mexican guy, Salvadorian guy. But it didn't matter. Like, you know, kids don't talk about that stuff. Like kids don't, it's not like a thing. So if you grow up, if you grow up like that, it all becomes the same. And I feel like that is the, the foundation for me. One of the things that I love so much about Los Angeles because we are truly lucky that every neighborhood, poor or rich and everything in between, doesn't matter. You have rich black guys, poor black guys, rich Jews, poor Jews, like rich is fast, rich Korean, poor Korean, poor is fast. Like it's so like, it's the most, and look, there's racism, there's problems. We know it, blah, 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 the police, I get it. But I think I learned at a young age to be accepted and like embrace and love diversity which is kind of to me like the core of Los Angeles. So that's like my upper, and then I went to UCLA, uh, got, I was a journalist coming out of UC, did you ask the whole background by the way? Or am I Go for it, yeah. we like it. Okay, so I went to UCLA, by the way, UCLA cop. <laughs> which is funny, cause I don't own a lot of UCLA stuff. I'm not one of those annoying alums. I only applied <laughs> to two schools, UCLA and USC. So I got a lot of guff from my friends, like, why do you still like USC, all that kind of stuff. So either way, so I applied to two schools, UCLA and USC, got accepted into both, chose UCLA because it was miles less expensive, but not because I didn't like USC, still had friends that went there, partied there, that's actually my most formative party days were at USC. But the thing, the point I'm trying to get to is like, I was always this LA guy, became a journalist, worked for the LA Times, didn't want to pay my dues, to be honest, because they had me covering games in Orange... I was sports writing. They had me covering games in, like, Orange County on Friday and Saturday nights. And as a 21, 22-year-old... And then, back then, I'd have to go back to downtown LA to, like, file the story, because the internet, you couldn't, like, file online. So I'm like, dude, I'm spending my, like, Friday... And your friends are partying and having fun and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So somebody told me, they're like, you know, PR is the same thing as journalism. Um you know, only you get paid more. So I went into public relations, long story short, I was in internet advertising for the last like 20 years. And that's what I'm doing when I launched uh, LA in a minute. So. And now are you just doing LA in a minute full time? No, this is my job. This is my like actual office. It's like, <laughs> a, real, it's like a real, I mean like, I'm, it's a good situation because I kind of work for myself. My company's based in Dubai but they pay me as like a, a vendor. Mm. So it is my own company. Um, but I'm still like beholden to them. Yeah. Um, and they treat me very well. They're supportive of LA in a minute. Um, and they've given me a great opportunity to, to do both. But LA Minute is like second priority right now. Now, would it, would I like it to be first? Yes. Like one day I do want to do LA in a minute full time. And like, we identify to with do that this all day, time. every day. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that's what we talk about that's all the time. Our, like, we're manifesting for yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We can quit our day jobs and just be podcasting full time and doing our own thing about things Dude, you love and are passionate yeah, about yesterday i had i always know this like after a work day 
you're happy to be out for it. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Like the, the, the feelings like, yay, I'm not working anymore. Yesterday I did LA in a minute for like six hours. And then when I'm driving home, I was like, man, there's still more I got to do. Yeah. Not in, a good way, in a good way, though. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, shoot, I should have covered this also. Like, when can I go back? I'm like, why can't I just be doing this all the time? So, like, yeah, there you go. So Very much. We totally um, relate. Yeah. Something you said earlier that resonated, and I think it's so true and underrated about L.A., is the diversity. But mostly, like, the exposure growing up. I mean, we both grew up here in L.A., mm-hmm different parts of LA but the exposure like you're exposed no matter what city or town you're in to so much diversity both economically socially you know racially etc and I think in other denser cities like New York and other places it's like visible because it's right there it's dense but in LA it does exist and Mm -hmm. yeah I love it I love that for you you know what you know what's funny I was just thinking about this too like LA is so strange in the sense that whether you go to Huntington Park, Porter Ranch, San Pedro, Lincoln Heights, Silver Lake, you have like single family homes with yards. Like like and it doesn't matter like what demographic or even like socioeconomic class where it's like I think there's something cool about that and like mm-hmm. Again, like having that space in every neighborhood, like like that's what I'm kind of saying. It's an equalizer. Like, yes, I know. Like people in Silmar don't have the same means as people in Bel Air. I know that. But again, when you look around, you see like homes and yards. You're like, okay, this is a neighborhood. This is a community. And I think that that's like an important thing that sort of does go hand in hand when you see that diversity within that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, you gave us a lot of background information, so I guess we can go into how the heck Ellie in a Minute really came about and what was like, what was it like? What was your thought process when you were like, I want to do this video? I had no thought process. All right. I mean, that's not true, but like. I mean, you had to start the Instagram account. At right. some point you were like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do videos yep. on LA. How did the, check, yeah. Check, how did the idea come about? Out and let me know if I, I tend to go on so many tangents, so don't be afraid to rate me in. We love tangents. Um, <laughs> so like I said, I was a journalist coming out of college. You go to the private sector, you like lose all your creative outlet. Um, but I still like, I had a blog and like I had a newsletter because I always had to be doing like something creative and feeling productive, right? And like certain stuff was like moderately successful, but then you move on or, you know, I I was like cooking for a while, the whole deal. Um, (laughs) So in 20, during COVID, obviously, I wasn't really doing anything productive. In 2021 specifically, I was like, dude, I don't even have like a hobby or a passion that I'm like working on right now, like nothing. And the whole year, I was just lamenting that. I wasn't even looking for something. I was kind of like, oh, man, I'm too old. Like, well, guess that's it. Like, focus on raising your kid, which is great. And that's fun. That's awesome. It is. And it's probably the most important thing. But in the back of my mind, I was like, God, I wish I had something to, like, come home and do and not, like, drink. And I want to drink, like, the second I get home or something. You know what I mean? Just, like, because you have an alley and a healthy, like, passion, like, for something. So towards the end of the year, it was uh, holiday season this last year. And my wife's Mexican. She has a ton of cousins, big family. We're at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And her cousins, uh, you know, I'm always, they're younger. So I'm like, I'm always like checking in. What are the kids up to these days? And it was all about TikTok, all about TikTok. And I was like, I'm not touching that. That's, you know, dances, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then one of, one of my wife's cousins, Monica, 
Temple of Geek. She's actually great. She's a great person. She's she's cool. Anyway, she was like, you should start a feed on TikTok. She's like, you know, the young kids are getting their news from TikTok. I know you like news, journalism, kids are getting their news. I was like, nobody's getting their news from TikTok. Like, I saw how that went on Facebook, and it, like, kind of ruined society. <clears throat> this could be ten times worse. So she so, shows me this one thing, like, news under a desk, right? And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's this, like, woman who reads news but like under I follow it yeah I've never heard of it oh it's great and it's kind of gimmicky but she's good and she's like and I was like this is cool and I was like listen and at the same time I'm like look it's better to have news and people that want news no matter how they get it than the other way around so I'll take it and simultaneously I've been battling with my son my son was eight years old and he's like addicted to screen times it's always a battle like you can have 20 minutes oh can I just have five more minutes like such a battle and the quality of programming on kids whether it's TikTok or YouTube kids is terrible so I finally instead of wanting to have this battle with them I was like listen you can have screen time tomorrow if you learn something today but you have to tell whatever it is facts just give me something that you learn so he's doing that for a while and then in the back of my head, I'm like, start this news feed. But I'm like, what am I going to talk about? So watch, watch, hold on. <laughs> I literally still, to the, I'm old school, I'm telling you, still subscribe <laughs> to the newspaper, right? So I was always trying to get read the newspaper, read the newspaper. And a kid, come on, dude. Like people my age don't want to read newspaper. Like it is a dying, these aren't going to be around in like three years. You know what I mean? Like period. It's so sad. Uh, I, I love it. So I still get it every day. Bottom line, I still get it. But I was like, dude, he's not going to read the newspaper or news. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like take two or three stories every day. And if you look at my earliest TikToks, I still have them up. It'd be like, what? what's up? I don't even know if I said like, what is up? Be like, what is up? This is your LA in a minute. Today, this happened and this happened and this. I was like three stories in one minute. And like the TikTok algorithm is like very friendly i guess so like i got to like a thousand followers in a week and look i'm a twitter guy because i love news and i curate my feed i had a thousand twitter followers in like 12 years right you know what i mean and it's like it's a different thing it's a different but at the same time it's kind of like whoa that's like cool you know and uh, the serotonin or dopamine hit you know what i mean like everybody <laughs> look, let's be honest right so then one day there's no news right and i'm like oh shit like, what am I going to do? I want to do one. And I'm always reading usually books about L.A. And I'm reading this book by George Geary called Made in California, which is about California's restaurant history. And I'm like, dude, all these fast food places come from L.A. Taco Bell's from L.A. in and outs from L.A. McDonald's from L.A. Uh, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? If this is interesting to me, I'm sure somebody else will find it interesting. I'm going to just do the top 10 oldest fast food chains that originate in L.A. So total different format, no newspaper. Um, and that one kind of get, had some traction. And I was like, dude, I'm sort of like onto something. But I, I, I wanted to do the news because it was for my son. I wanted to like learn about LA. I was like, yes, you learned something because you learned like McDonald's came from LA, but that's not the kind of facts I'm really <laughs> looking for out of here. So I live right by the LA River. And I'm always to myself, you know, I walk across the LA River, not across the river itself, but, you know, the bridge. And I'm always like, is this really a river? I grew up right near the LA River. So Sepulveda is like right near the LA River. And I was like, I didn't call it a river. I don't even know if I heard of it referred to as a river until I was like 23. Like, the, like the, I ne people would call it the wash. 
every single time we're driving by the wash and like there was terminator 2 with Arnold schwarzenegger it was filmed there they're like they filmed it in the wash nobody was ever like the la river at least not that i heard right obviously as an adult i learned this river but i'm like but there's no water in it and it's made out of concrete like i don't i don't understand like why this is a river is it a river like by the way la river i'm like so what are we <laughs> so doing here so on the spot, I was like, I'm going to look this up and like figure out what's up with the LA River. And I put together like an episode and I was like, I learned something. I thought that was pretty interesting. Again, it did well. And I'm a super curious guy. So like it could be Ventura Boulevard or it could be San Pedro. I know that San Pedro is like the most important part of Los Angeles. Dude, the port is the heart and soul of LA. I think I read a stat that it's either 1 million or 10 million shipping containers per month uh, in the port of San Pedro. And those things are huge and it's freaking amazing. But aside from that, like you always see the maps of LA and how LA connects to that <laughs> strip. And you're like, what the hell? Like, what is it's that? So how does that yeah. even work? Why, why is, so all these things always stand out to me. So I started just doing whatever I was curious about. I figured people were curious about it. So many people were like, dude, I love LA. Or like when it started to hit me, what I was doing is when people would be like, uh, you're the new Huell Hauser. And I don't know if you guys remember, but when I was growing up, like on public access, there's this guy, <laughs> Huell Hauser, who's like an older dude, not super old. I mean, I'm sure he's probably not much older than I am now, but as a kid, he was like this older yeah. dude <laughs> that would walk around. And it was like, so like public access with a microphone and like the camera guy would be like walking behind him, like. But he'd do interviews with people in, like, Griffith Park and just, like, there's so many interesting things about L.A. And I guess, like, to a certain extent, that's what I'm sort of doing because all – and now I'm a little more organized. Like, now I don't know if you guys can see this. There's a whiteboard there. Like, they're broken in sections, ideas, collaborations, remakes, mm -hmm. in the can, calendar, reruns. But at the time, I'd be driving by somewhere and be like, I got to do a story on this. Like, because everything's so interesting – so, I mean, um, it sort of just turned into this thing where, no, I'm not a historian. I'm just a curious guy mm -hmm. that's good at research, enjoys doing these, like, <laughs> it's essentially a series of tasks. It's not easy to, like, put the videos together, but right. I like it. it. It's fun. And I'm learning, and then people love L.A. There's so much L.A. pride. So I think that like, is, like, good to have that feedback from people and mm -hmm. kind of motivates me to keep doing it because every day – there's so much stuff that I can cover and I want to like know about it all and just go in there. My wife called it being a tourist in our own town, right? Yeah. Like, because let's take the Hollywood sign. I live probably four miles from the Hollywood sign. Had never been there in my life. You drive by, you see it, but I'm like, why am I going to go to the Hollywood sign? Like I'm not a big Hollywood guy. Like there it is. But then the day we like went up there and explored, it's like, this is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. And again, like, Going back to San Pedro, like you hear the San Pedro fish market, some you know people have different opinions on it, but it's such an experience. And if you go into it with an open mind, like this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a no, nobody likes waiting in line, and yes, maybe it's, you're spending more money than you want to spend, and like it's crowded. I get that, but it's like what an experience. And if you look at everything through like these new eyes, the first time around, you wonder how it became like that because it didn't develop overnight. What's the history? They all have such good history and such good stories. And every single time I'm doing an episode, I'm like, that was awesome. I'm so glad I learned that little funky like stat or tidbit or trivia. So yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Speaking about all the the these like ideas that have come to you, do you have a favorite video that you've done thus far? I know it's hard to choose. It's I'm probably sure. like picking a favorite child, but <laughs> was there something that for either the background or the history? It's always it's always the ones I'm working on at the time that are interesting. When I discover new stuff, there's always layers and layers of stuff. Um, this is gonna be weird, but I did a Silmar one last week, and like kind of what's what's Silmar but I went up there did some good research and like when I was up there and these maybe that's not my favorite episode but you'll get what I'm trying to say is I was so enamored with like this history that it had compared to maybe my expectations and I feel like it's exciting to know because I grew up next to Silmar but it's it is it's kind of an afterthought it's the end of LA it's the top it's the top of LA Mm -hmm. Because after Silmar, you're in the Angeles National Forest and you're kind of like done. So there's no need to go there. But at the same time, it's like so historical important. The aqueduct, the reason LA has water is in Silmar. The landfill, no, nobody likes talking about landfill. It's not sexy. But one third of the trash from everybody in LA makes its way up there. Like that's kind of amazing. And then it was the the way it started. It was the world's largest olive orchard. Like what? Like wow. largest in the world in Silmar, like mm-hmm. in 1906. And all these towns in LA, there's so many of these stories that it's, I don't know. I just think it's like incredible. And yes, as I'm doing it, and I, 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 I get passionate about it, whichever ones I'm working on. Um, another one, like I just did Richie Valens life story. I know that mm-hmm. like La Bamba was a movie, a famous movie. But just doing the research myself and trying to come up with my kind of pictures and go to the park where there's a park named after him. He's from Bacoima and you sort of like feel it and you're like, dude, this is freaking awesome. I'll tell you one, two that stand out and then I'll leave it historically. Pioneer Chicken because my parents used to always take me to Pioneer. It was the fried chicken place. You guys are probably too young to remember it because they all went out of business in like 92. But in the 70s and 80s, there were more Pioneer Chickens in California than there were KFCs. And my parents used to always take me it was funny because it's like orange like this weird shade of orange mm. and the chicken was like kind of orange tinted like not <laughs> a, not like a cheeto but more orange than your normal fried chicken mm-hmm. and the crunch was like some out like like crazy anyway they all went out of business 92 turns out there's two left so i was like dude i've got to check this out so actually going to the real pioneer chicken and Bo- one in boyle heights and finding out that it really is like as I remember, you know how many things are like as you remember as a cat's like, dude, this is perfect, it's amazing, that was fun. So that was like a really fun one to do, especially because so many people were like, I didn't know there were any pioneers left. Because why would there be? The chain literally shut down, but these two were independently owned. They were the only ones in of all the franchisees that didn't shut down or turn into Popeyes that remained pioneer. So like a lot of people, and like Pioneer reached out to me and they're like, dude, we're trying to get this thing back and grow it. So that's rewarding. That's awesome. Um, also, what was the other one I was going to say? Uh, Boyle Heights was good because mm-hmm. I didn't know much about Boyle Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boyle Heights, I just want to say for a sec, I think that is like probably one of the most impressive historical neighborhoods in L.A., from a diversity perspective, because it was one of the first places that blacks could buy property. Then it turned into a predominantly Japanese town, but then internment, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into like a Jewish area. That's where the original Cantor's Deli was. And now it's Latino, but like all those have like really strong identities that are still like on display over there. And you're like, okay, this is what LA is about right here. And honestly, the food, wherever you go, is always a highlight. But again, I do want to plug San Pedro 
because it was the first time I've been down there in a long time, and this is true. I've mentioned this on on other like episodes. San Pedro is so cool because again, the magnitude of the port is ridiculous, and like when you think about like how important that is, not just to LA but to the United States, like. When you're driving over, what is that? St. Vincent Thomas Bridge? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, which is, by the way, also a super beautiful bridge. Why doesn't that get more credit? Like, right. what? That's like our, our Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, what? Why don't we hear about this? Totally. Then yeah. the, the sunken city blew my mind. Like, I didn't know we had like ruins of a city on the beach <laughs> here in LA. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. And then one, just like a random tidbit about San Pedro. There's a little Italy in L.A. Like, first of all, I didn't know that. And it happens to be in San Pedro. Like, what the heck? And why? And then you go back, you're like, oh, fishing village. Like, an Italian immigrant. You're like, holy crap. Like, and then San Pedro just kind of has its own vibe, which is pretty freaking dope. Like, as far as being a beach city, if you will. But not really. So, anyway. Anything I'm working on is awesome. The one I'm excited about now is this William Mulholland episode. William Mulholland, again, responsible for the aqueduct. He was like the king of L.A. for 20 years because he brought water to L.A., mm-hmm. enabled it to become a metropolis. But he's also responsible for the San, Fra- San Francisco Dam disaster, which I didn't know about, which was in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. There was a 100 billion gallon dam that collapsed after hours after he inspected it and said, oh, no, those cracks are normal for dams was the biggest man-made disaster in Los Angeles history. 500 people died, hundreds of millions of dollars of damage, even back then. And he had to retire ignominiously. So, like, William Mulholland is, like, this king of L.A., Mulholland Drive, like, blah, 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 famous. There's this, like, protagonist, antagonist, like, hero, tragic figure. So I'm working on kind of a long-form episode about that, and that's, like, what I'm excited about. So do I have favorite episodes? It's basically, like, whatever I'm working on. That is so funny. Well, I mean, you got into where we wanted to steer it next, which was San Pedro. How did you first – do you remember your first visit to San Pedro or how you discovered it? (laughs) I was 16 years old in high school dating my first serious girlfriend – And, like, I don't remember if it's an anniversary or one of our birthdays, but we went to the Ports of Call, right? And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what San Pedro was. And all I knew was that was a far-ass drive coming from the valley. (laughs) 16 years old, you just learn to drive. You're like, where is this? And you pass by, like, industrial and oil stuff. And you're like, what is it? So I was like, this is San Pedro. Like, and you still don't have a clue. Like, that's not, like, a fair impression assessment of what it is you know but that was my like first impression and then you start realizing it's like the port and then you see those maps again with the long strip and you're like dude what the heck is that like and then finally so once like in college i went to the san pedro fish market and that was a whole experience because then you know that was like a lot of beer and stuff like that and you're just pigging out and in college that's a total different kind of way to like approach it it's like basically a part it is it's like a party like on a weekend day over there so i was like this is cool this is sweet and then now i have a friend that lives down there so i get to spend a little bit more intimate time down there and just like see the city but i still haven't like explored it enough yeah. um to know like the neighborhoods or know the cool place. i know there's like an old deli that i need to check out like so but yeah i mean san pedro's really intriguing and as i mentioned to you 
I feel it's like the MVP city of Los Angeles <laughs> again, just because of like the port um, and the wave. It really, all the areas in LA have a unique identity. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. Every neighborhood, big or small, you can take, again, like Northridge or Downey, just throw, throw a pin at a map in Los Angeles, Watts. Like they all have such a unique identity. It's so cool. But San Pedro has this vibe where it's like, nah, we're cool. Like, we're LA and we're proud to be LA. We're, we're, we're like proud of, but like, we're cool being San Pedro. Like, like, it's almost not separate because there's still the LA pride, but just like a strong, like, San Pedro pride that comes from like, I think geographically being isolated from, not isolated, like you can't get there, but it's so far from LA. But you have all these hidden gems out there. You have a scene out there. You have a community out there. You have like the light. You have hills. You have beaches. Like it's it's really like its own Catalina, by the way. Like mm-hmm. right next door for perfect access to Catalina, which by the way also underrated. Mm-hmm. Although I might have had an unfair look at Catalina because I was given a tour by a local Jim Felix, great guy, um, and Catalina kind of blew my mind because he took me to places that aren't just that one little like mm-hmm. tourist area in front. But right. anyway, yeah. So go on though. What did you want to ask specifically about well, San Pedro? I want I want to hear from you guys about San Pedro because there's more that I need to know and discover. And that's kind of why I was excited. One of the reasons why I was excited to come on here because yeah. I want to like hear your perspective. Yeah. Well, everything you just said resonated so much. Just how we're like, nah, like the way you were like, we're good, you know, like we're cool. Like, we don't really want L.A. here. (laughs) So, Amanda, a little context. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Before you get it, one thing I got to ask, and this is a source of debate all the time on my pages. Listen, my wife's Mexican. I speak Spanish. Even growing up before I spoke Spanish, it's Pedro Guerrero, like Pedro. Like, like the name is Pedro. Why is it San Pedro if you're from San Pedro? That's so funny. So we kind of touch on that in the first episode. Um, I had my good friend, um, Angela Romero, who was our local historian. She passed away actually earlier this oh. year. Um, I know. she was. She's a treasure. And she actually started the San Pedro Heritage Museum, which we are hoping oh, wow. to live on. Um, and, you know, we have some great people who are in charge of that. And we hope to see it in a brick and mortar someday. Um, but anyways, she kind of gave us a little bit of history of why it may be pronounced San Pedro instead of San Pedro. Because we do have a lot of, you know, Mexicans here, Spanish-speaking communities yes. here. And even they say Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. In Spanish, I see it yeah. in, the, in the comments, like, same thing. They're like, yeah. yo, bro, I'm Mexican. It's Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> they tell yeah. you. Why, I know. Why? I was going to say, do you remember the first time somebody corrected you on your pronunciation? <laughs> bro. All up in I the comments. I was like, Pedro. I was like, uh, it's Pedro. No, it's like so hard not to. <laughs> from from my understanding and from listening to that episode specifically, it's because it's based off of like Saint Peter, like okay. an Italian version, not a yeah. So if you think Spanish. about when you know Pedro was kind of established, it was really um, a lot of immigrants. It was a huge immigrant town. So again, from like. Italian and you know or a lot of European um, yeah. immigrants came yeah. here. So in those languages, it was um, San Pietro, you know, like the way you say St. Peter's, you know. And yeah. so yeah. when it became San Pedro, they still had that, you know, Pietro 
like pronunciation and it kind of just kind of stuck with it you know that was one possible explanation for why it was called that um I don't really have another but it is very much a thing um that's great though we've had guests one guest recently was telling us that he got a bunch of head slaps until he finally got it right yeah they would just smack his head until he yeah and I was like I'm new so some context Amanda is born and raised in San Pedro I'm new I'm the new person who just recently moved here a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and so I'm learning more as we go thanks to her and like her doing of like history revealing as well for the city so Jess grew up in the South Bay that, yeah that interesting but she lived in the Bay Area and then New York in, and then in New York and then from New York moved here yeah, yeah. good experience yeah. that's a nice coverage right there I know okay. Okay. I know and I'm always and like when she brings up these things that are kind of like oh it's so cool about Peter and I was like I don't know any other way you know but I want to correct you because I don't think I'm technically allowed to say born and raised I oh right! Oh. I can feel Angela from from like, looking down looking down on me, <laughs> saying like you weren't born and raised because technically I was born in the Long Beach Hospital, and oh. my home, my family home where I grew up is technically our uh, Rancho Palos Verdes. So it used to be San Pedro. It used to be San Pedro a long time ago, and I tell yeah. my friends this. I always remember writing my address as San Pedro. But when they rezoned or whatever, or redistricted, it became Rancho Palos Verdes. So I grew up literally right above the border, and I I don't know if I can say that anymore. And it's like I cringe about it, but um, but I still this was my town, you know, growing up, and I feel so like identified and connected to it here. Um, it's funny, yeah. funny. I'm from Sepulveda, which is now known as North Hills. But like when I tell people, if I tell people, I'm like, I'm not from North Hills. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not from, I'm from Sepulveda. <laughs> so yeah. like, there you go. But yeah, similar, yeah. similar. And uh, it's funny because um, growing up in the South Bay, so I grew up in Lawndale and in Torrance later for high school. And um, growing up there, like I never, I'd heard of San Pedro. I mostly heard of Long Beach. But I had never come over, so it wasn't until later in my adult life, when my sister was living here, that I finally came. And then I was like, "What is this place?" And then I realized, like, and you know, discover had my own discovery. But I never went Long- to Ports of Call. Ports of Call was like before my time. Yeah, so. it was before her time. Yeah, I mean, we all grew up with it, and um, now I don't know. Do you know about the new development that's happening now? I know there's something, but I don't know what what. They actually just had a groundbreaking last weekend, and mm-hmm. we attended. It was very cool. It was really just the promenade that was finished, but um, it um, they had a huge event. They had a um, you know, of course, we did ferry rides in the harbor, and there was a <laughs> big boat with a beer garden on it, yeah. and um, lots of vendors. And it was really the groundbreaking event for West Harbor, and that's what they're developing where the old Ports of Call used to be. What's that going to be exactly? So it's going to be a combination of, I think, a bunch of shops and restaurants, a dog park of some kind there as well, and then an amphitheater, which is like down later in the... Yeah, like 60, either 6,200, mm-hmm. 6,500 um, people amphitheater. And, um, you know, and let me tell you, so like you said, you know, you kind of get the vibe that Pedro's like, nah, like we're, we're good, you know? And yeah, so yeah. The, a lot of that is coming up, you know, f- from people in the community. People are just like, yeah, like a lot of outrage over the development that's been going on, a lot of back and forth, but a lot of, 
you know, a lot of excitement as well. Um, when I talk to people who were like born and raised here, they're like, yeah, I'm a little like, ooh, like antsy about this. I don't, we, you know, we're not fully on board, but I think that the leaders in, you know, this town, they are guiding it so that, you know, yeah. our culture and our heritage and our, you know, our identity isn't complete. It is a culture. No, yeah. yeah. Culture and identity. Yeah. You said it. That's it. it yeah. It is but the amphitheater is a good, t- listen, for me, from afar, listening to you hear it, I was like, oh, basically mixed use, uh, development. But as soon as you said amphitheater, I was like, okay, so they're going like the right direction with yeah. it. You said smaller, like 250 to 500? No, uh, 6,500. 6, 6, so, I mean. Listen, it's, I think it, from afar, it's always this two-sided coin, right? Progress is important, but preserving the identity and culture yeah. is like paramount. I think the amphitheater is cool. That sixty five hundred is kind of a bigger number than I would I have. Know. I would have really liked. Well, we want to bring but... people here. You know, I think that's the thing. It's like we're hearing all the positives, but we also hear all the negatives. And like as a yeah. podcast, like we're trying to kind of capture it all, have a discussion yeah. about it. Let's get these opinions heard. Um, navigate it, but navigate yeah. It. <laughs> but I think to your point, there is like a two sided coin because on one end, it's like. Development and change is always difficult, you know, yeah. with any means. But also at the same time, like with that, sometimes progress comes along as well mm-hmm. and exposure. And I think that might be the yeah. thing, the, the real like nail, um, hitting the, the nail on the head is that it's like for the first time is going to, not for the first time, but it will put San Pedro more on a map in LA. Yeah. And not that it is isn't already. People, people want that, but then a lot of people don't. They're like, don't yeah. tell anybody yeah. this is here. <laughs> we don't, don't want traffic. Yeah, people that, like traffic. Yeah. It's, we it's have the number one a gorgeous view of Catalina and the port and, you know, our own beach and like, don't tell anybody. Some people are like that, you know? And I get it because I love this place so much and I want to tell people, but then, you know, we're getting newcomers we're getting people from out of state we're getting people from the more expensive beach cities who really can't afford the that anymore and we're they're coming here where it's a little more affordable but then it is raising our prices you know so we're getting we're getting some of that displacement where you know people like me who have been here for generations can't afford to buy a house here you know so that's where we are that's like kind of the the you know, and we're, it's all on the brink, you know, everything's on the brink of change. Right. Um, did you have questions for us, you know, while we have a few yes. minutes? I know what are you your do. favorite? Okay. <laughs> Tell me about like a day in San Pedro, right? Like where do, what neighbor, little neighborhood in San Pedro, like, I don't care if it's brunch, breakfast, or like just just like a day in San Pedro. Tell me the stuff from like the local side. That's my favorite question to ask everyone. It's like, we what's describe your favorite day in San Pedro, and what does it start yeah. with? You go first. Um, okay, for me, I think my favorite is Paseo del Mar, where um, the Korean Bell is. That area. Yeah. There's a dog yeah. park nearby. Which, by the way, you have three dogs. Bring them over because yeah. it's the best off dog, and they just finally made it an official um off-leash way, dog park oh how cute this guy's so fluffy oh, so yeah. the middle one looks <laughs> like on. a corgi sorry, sorry. mix of some kind he's cute plug. yeah and Nora, I think... Bams and Zoe. Nora Bams and Zoe okay go on sorry <laughs> I love that 
so that's why I, my husband and I fell in love with um, Pedro was for that dog park area. We had just gotten our first dog and we were like, this is perfect. This seems like home and it overlooks the ocean. It's beautiful. So for me, going there anytime, it's always a pinch me moment. Okay. Yes. I'd have to agree. Um, so when you come back next time, we'd love to host you, by yeah. the way, and take you to our favorite spots and uh, bring your whole family where we would love to just take you around. Um, I'm looking at a map right now, though. I okay. want you to get into some detail for me, too. So Go you, on. If Go you, on. If you look up um, Point Furman Park, that's the area yes. that she's talking about. Now, oh, it's Joan Milk's dog park. No, yeah, I know, but that's oh. the area. Oh, so yeah. Point Furman Park is a big park. And it's, Isn't that where Sunken City is? Yeah, so it's going to be right just outside the gates of Point Furman. Now, if you that's go up right. the street, okay. that's where you'll see the, the dog park there. It's the Joan Milk's... Um, Something, something park. Joan Milk Flores, I think it's what it's called. Now, I will also say that's one of my favorite areas. Um, For our first apartment as a married couple, my husband and I actually lived in that area on 39th Street. And we, you know, I had a newborn and we could literally just go out and go for a walk at Point Furman. I mean, it was amazing seeing the sunsets. I mean, it was so nice. And then during COVID, that area was also one of my favorites. If you keep going down Paseo Del Mar, past the dog park, you're going to get into this really cute neighborhood that actually has, like, peacocks just walking around in the the, a That's a story I want to talk about is, like, the wild animals in L.A. And this is another thing that, again, like, intrigues me about this city. It's everywhere you look. Why the hell are there peacocks in L.A.? They're wild parrots in L.A. Yeah, but yeah. Even even just going back, squirrels. I don't know if you guys saw. I did an episode on squirrels. Squirrels are not native to Los Angeles. There is a type of squirrel that's native to like the foothills, but like the urban squirrels came over on veteran from veterans of World War II, Civil War veterans, to the veterans hospital in Westwood, and they used to have squirrels as pets or food uh, back in like the 19th century. So they bought over squirrels. And just like everything else in this LA climate, like it thrives, yeah. like like things like yeah. grow, things thrive. So all these squirrels you see around Los Angeles are literally not native to the area. So I kind of love that. So I don't know the peacock story yet, but peacocks and parrots are the two that I I have to do next. I actually don't really know the peacock story either. I heard that they came from, um, you know, Palos Verdes is a very rich area. It's basically the top of the hill. Um, Palos Verdes Estates, you know, that whole area if you travel up the hill. And I, I thought that the story was, and I don't know if I heard it from Angela Romero or not, but that, you know, somebody wealthy brought them from, uh, you know, foreign lands and wanted them on their property. Oh, wow. And then they just, you know, reproduced and got, you know, they just became native all of a sudden, you know? I'll, I'll tell you, though, because peacocks are in your part of town. And they're in the north. They're they're catty corner across the whole city, mm. like Sierra Madre. Mm. But I don't know any areas in between. So it's like I don't know if they just gravitate yeah. to those little like micro areas. Or yeah, I would love works. to hear where they your can research. Mm-hmm. When you yeah, when I got to I got to do story. peacocks and I got to do parrots. But yeah. yeah, I mean the ideas are so. Keep going though. I want to I want to know more about San Pedro. So that's Paseo del Mar, and that's where I took my son to go walk for walks when he was like two years old during COVID, and he loved seeing Stone. the peacocks. Now, um, you know, I think if we we ask everybody their favorite day thing to do, like their ideal Pedro day, I think everyone has responded in some pretty much the same way. 
which is either a Busy Bee sandwich, a Sorrento sandwich, a Chori Man burrito, which we we really like to treat you to Chori Man. Um, that's Dude, like my favorite burrito right spot. now. But then yeah. finding yeah. a really beautiful park with a view. And so that's going to be either the Korean Bell, that's going to be Point yeah. Furman, um, Averill Park. Yeah, we just did that the other last week. Um, we have beautiful parks here. Yeah. And so I think like a park with food <laughs> is like the ideal Pedro day. Yeah. Um, but we do have some really beautiful areas. Yeah. Let, so- me, let me ask you a question. You guys got to be honest about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest about my neighborhood. Are there any, you don't need to name it further, but are there any bad areas of San Pedro? And the only reason I bring that up, not, but I'm like, it almost feels like a community where it's like that I saw everything was like pretty like on the same like level which yeah. is sort of unique and cool but is there like an area like ooh, that's a sketchy part of so San i wouldn't have an answer for it because i mean i moved during the pandemic so for the most part i haven't really explored every aspect of san pedro she lives so in for, the nice part so for me <laughs> no okay see there you go there's an answer then She's for it ideal yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> there's an answer for it but i think i i have yet to experience any situation and obviously i have a history of living in cities so I'm yeah. much a, a lot more, I think, you tolerant get it. You level. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I have yet to ever experience some sense of like well, being unsafe or something. But I go mean, ahead. I think growing up, people have said like, "Oh, you don't want to live, you know, below a certain street. You know, the closer really? to the port, the more, you know, the the home prices are more affordable. The demographic is, you know, minority, right? And so, you know, you hear these things growing up." But I think that's completely changed now because of the development. Mm-hmm. I think that people, investors especially, are really starting to see how these places closer to the port are actually going to be the gold mine soon, you know? And people are really... That, that's, that's right where I was walking around. Like, when I first touched, yeah. main, touched down to do my, like, episodes on San Pedro, like, that's where I touched down and started walking around. I, mean, I believe that's, like, right where Little Italy, historic Little Italy is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, right over there? Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're actually recording in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had a... Wait, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Yay. All we right, are right. in Palm Realty Boutique. I'm just going to shout it out for Rock so he's happy. Um, we're at the coolest vibe. <laughs> so um, Rock, uh, Rock Ashfield, he is the manager for Palm Realty Boutique. And uh, when we were looking for a new recording place, um, Jess had just come on board. And I was like, cool, you're going to help me relaunch. What are we doing? We need a recording space. She just walked across the street from our favorite coffee, one of our favorite coffee shops, Oha's. And she started talking to Rock and... He was so generous and he left. He was just like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Aligned. So he lets us use an office here to record. Yeah. Which is great. Cause Tell me. To, and that's great. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, no, no. Go for it. What did locals think of the fish market, honestly? The San Pedro fish market. Give it um, to me straight. Okay. I actually don't know as far as like fish quality, like if people rave about it. But I do know that it's it's a staple. And people come from all over L.A., just for the fish market. No, but what about you guys, though? Yeah. I, I actually... Locals I go? I haven't... Yeah, locals oh. go. Locals go. But I think, actually, we don't go as often. We're not the ones, like, you know, there every weekend, I, I think. I'll admit, I have yet to go. Yeah, I need to take, I've never I need been. To take her. Um, it's a legit... Exp- I, I almost want to say Disneyland. It's not quite as... 
but like it's going that way like on the gradient you're like going that way it's it's a thing it's yeah. an experience yeah. like yeah so yeah. okay that's cool something something and, that came up that i think might interest you especially because yeah. of you go deep into the history of things that i found interesting was the little italy have you heard of vinegar hill I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Okay. What is it? So uh, from my understanding, and I know very little, but um, that there were a lot of Italian communities that lived here, and there's a specific area called Vinegar Hill. And it was referenced that way because they used to make wine out of, like, their backyard, out of their homes. Yeah. And there's, like, one place that I think is still available and open that still does that type of, like, wine that's, like, I don't know homemade that, Italian. But they called it Vinegar Hill because the smell was so strong. Oh, really? <laughs> it smelled and like it vinegar. smelled like vinegar? Yeah. <laughs> um, before Angela passed, she actually did a tour. So she used to do walking tours of Pedro. So all over these yeah. different areas, she would tell you about, like, some of the early families that came to settle here and what they did and, you know, people who the parks are named after. But she took, she did a tour of Vinegar Hill. Yeah. And I remember walking about up just in the neighborhood and learning about all that, you know. Was it during Prohibition or? I, I don't know. I don't remember, but it was very interesting. But I, that, I, yeah, there's like a lot of like that underground history I've heard. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty sweet, by yeah. the way. Do um, you guys, do you guys relate to like Long Beach or even Orange County at all? Or is it strictly LA, San Pedro, honestly? I, um, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. For Orange County. No, I, yes. I went to high school Good. in Orange County. I went to high school in Huntington Beach. Um, I I enjoyed going to high school there, and it was fun, you know. But, I, I mean, like, I don't identify with Orange County at all. I don't think it really San Pedro does. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think so. I have friends that live in Long Beach, and it's cool to visit them and such. But I think it's a very different... <laughs> Like it's, there's a bridge, you it's, know. It's there's a totally like a different vibe in Long Beach, and yeah. Long Beach is very cool and has its own like mm-hmm. very awesome areas. Do you go into Long Beach at all? Yeah, my wife, one of her close friends, lives down there, so we visit like their that family. Um, yeah. and I'll tell you, I, I like it down there too. It does have its own vibe, as yeah. you said. One thing I always kind of think about Long Beach is it's really like historical and the way things worked out long beach like could have been la because prior to los angeles it was the more prominent like port city and i always feel you know nobody's emotions go 100 plus years back but there's a little like not resentment but but long beach is almost like we they're torn in this weird like like you guys are like th- this to LA, but not in a bad way. You're still like embracing LA, like your LA is. Almost think Long Beach has this like pathos of like not not even really wanting to be LA, like a reluctant yeah. member of LA. You know, yeah. only LA County. You well, know what I, I mean? Long like, Beach has its own very strong identity and pride that comes with it, yeah. and I think that has it, like it's very strongly connected to hip hop culture. I mean, like Snoop yeah. Dogg, and you mm-hmm. know, we got so much that comes from Long Beach. Um, and so there's like it's, it has its individual pride, much like Pedro. We are mm-hmm. like very proud of Pedro. The, the difference is, is a lot of people know Long Beach and nobody knows about San Pedro, but yet we're still very proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I want to go back to. You're right. Like we got to go back to San Pedro yeah. and do San Pedro together, yeah. like a Bourdain like experience yeah. where it's like walk and talk and yeah. eat and stuff like that that's the best We'd way love to, go. to do it maybe food we is do... a huge part in san pedro i've yeah. recognized i've realized yeah food. so that'll awesome. be a big part 
Um, for sure. Let's get that planned. Whenever you and your family want to just come down or you, you know, whatever works out for you guys, but we'd love to take you around. Yeah. It's such a good family community, I think, mm-hmm. you know. One thing we didn't touch about that I think is important also is like, you know, so much of what gets filmed in so oh, many yeah. different shows <laughs> and movies and stuff is all pedro based like it's all here in pedro so you're gonna see it once you come to town we're gonna show you where this was filmed that was filmed like i'm sure you recognize the vincent thomas bridge and things of course yeah it's a monument that's our golden gate bridge Yeah. yeah but like now when you start watching like csi or anything that takes place on the port you know you're gonna notice like it is pedro back there it's yeah. not like it's not it often gets shot as san francisco it gets shot well long beach gets shot at my as miami but we get san francisco a lot pretty much any port town yeah. old school movies yeah. like yeah there's a lot that gets and you'll here. see it on um, all these tv shows yeah. <laughs> when you're looking for it yeah um okay so so yeah so our last question so my favorite is what's your favorite day but instead of in san pedro what's your favorite day in la Woo! so i love and this is tough because la is like such a massive big city but I mean, like, truthfully, this is my favorite thing about LA. And this it might sound lame, but this is the truth, is get in a car and drive somewhere. It doesn't matter what direction. If you're going west, you're going to run into, like, Santa Monica and Venice. And, like, you go a little south of there. You have Palms and Mar Vista. Then you end up, like, hitting the beach areas down to San Pedro then you go east, you get Long Beach. There's so many. My point is, in LA, every single neighborhood has cool shit to do, has fun stuff to do, has interesting, dynamic people, and the food is great. Like, it's this question of what's your favorite food, what's your favorite restaurant. We can all have three different answers, and they're all gonna be right. And it depends on your mood. And Los Angeles has this thing where you can just go into up any exit and find dope food and cool people. And a great place to be. Like me, I, I always want to see new stuff. So right now, you see what's my ideal day? If you said like tomorrow you can go do LA and event stuff, you know where I want to go? I want to go to Downey, Southgate, uh, Linwood, uh, City of Commerce, that area. Why? Because I know nothing about that area. Maywood, Bell, Bell Gardens, Hawaiian Gardens. I've heard all these names. I've seen them off the freeway. But I want to go like explore and learn about the history because right now I'm reading this book that's called the reluctant metropolis that's talking about like why those are like blue collar latino neighborhoods and how that all like came about and i know we have my wife has a cousin in downey we know people in southgate but like i've never looked at it through the eyes of like really caring and once you stop to ask the questions about any neighborhood or anything in la it's like you've uncovered some awesome answers so that to me like my ideal day is just discovering a new place of la in la that I haven't explored yet, and there's always really cool stuff. The other two of the recent episodes I did, Silmar, which I discussed, where you're like, Silmar is just Silmar, but there's so much fascinating stuff. In addition to the aqueduct and landfill, you had the earthquake of 1971, which was like a huge natural disaster. You had this tunnel disaster, tunnel collapse because of a methane explosion, which is the reason why OSHA, I don't know if you guys know the Office of Safety and Health, mm-hmm. why that exists is a result of that tunnel, and that's all because of Silmar, world's biggest olive origin. I did palms. I knew Palms after school, after UCLA, because like some friends moved there, but I never thought about it or paid it to mind because it was never destination Palms. 
but doing an episode there and then you stop and you look at it and you're like, wait, it's called Palms because in 1886, the developers planted 5,000 palm trees and called it The Palms. But when it's annexed for Los Angeles, they dropped The, it was just called Palms. But here's the funny thing. Palms doesn't even have technical borders. It's parts of Culver City, Mar Vista, Venice. And it's like, this is so weird. Like, but every city, every place has that history. So, so my ideal day is going to explore like a new neighborhood of LA, having the time to like learn and research and like feel what it's about and be like, oh, this is what Palm's about. This is what San Pedro's about. This is what like Maywood, I don't know, Maywood, Cadehi. I didn't even know Cadehi was a thing until like a few months ago where I was like, what? That's like a neighborhood in LA? That's crazy. So I gotta go check it out. So that's like my ideal day. With the side of Pioneer Chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Side of> Pioneer <laughs> Chicken, exactly. Hey, In-N-Out, Fast Burger, a Fat Burger, Bob's, uh, Taco Bell, all from LA. So I mean, we yeah. t- any of the above, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We really, really enjoyed having you on, and we hope to host you yeah. soon. I think that you will really enjoy it. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. San Pedro is awesome. Thank you for being accommodating, <laughs> yeah. flexible, nice. So thank you so much. Yeah, it was a good time. I can't wait to do. go down there again. Thank you for all your videos. Yeah. I send them to so many people. Same, yeah. especially. Dude. It's like my way of convincing people to come to LA I, now. It's like, hey. <laughs> I always me. send them to like my husband or every, like I'm always sending them to people. So thank well, you. <laughs> thank you. Tell your followers LA in a minute. If you Look, this is the truth. If you love LA, I feel like you'll like LA in a minute because it's interesting, yeah. informative, and I'm not like a jerk about it. Like I'm, I'm discovering, I feel like I'm, my angle is I'm discovering along with you. Let's learn yeah. this together. Let's have some fun in LA. Like, you make this is LA, cool. Everything here is cool. Yeah. You make LA history accessible, you know? So it's really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appreciate so, it. Thanks well, so thank much, you. Evan. Thank you for your and time. And we'll have all the links in the show notes so people can find you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Be in touch, guys. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye. all for our episode follow us for more on instagram at hello sp podcast huge thanks to rock ashfields at palm realty boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space and thank you to all of our amazing patreon supporters leave us a review and share this episode with your friends neighbors and coworkers. see you next week